Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, After Buzzers. Today we're talking season four, episode four of The Flash, Elongated Journey in Tonight. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I can't get behind this song. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Um, we're talking episode four today, and I am one of the panelists, Chauncey K. Robinson. You can check me out at Miss Chauncey K. R. on Twitter, and I'm going to lead it over to my host. My hey host. guys, I'm Carolina Benetti, and you can catch me on Twitter at Carolina Benetti or Instagram at LenaBean113. And uh, first and foremost, I have to say happy Halloween. I'm dressed up. I don't know about you. Are you dressed up? Yeah. What, what's your costume? I'm Jesse Chambers. Mmm. That's uh okay. She I'll allow that. Gray shirt I'll allow with that. The denim jacket and like the long necklaces. Awesome. I'm a fairy. <laughs> That's about what I did. No DC comic universe thing. I feel like I felt and you kind of <laughs> prevailed here. And also, you know, shout out to our other panelists, Tiana and Drew. They got uh, Lost in Speed Force. Uh, I heard that week. it's like popping on Earth 19 for Halloween and they were just like, bye. But they're here with us in ghostly spirit. So we're going to push <laughs> through and basically, and we're here with you in the chat. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be chatting with you guys all night. So yeah, let's just jump right into it. So this was a very interesting episode. We got introduced to um, some very uh, new characters, some grosser than others, depending on their... Elongated Man is hands down the grossest special effects they've ever done. Yeah, that was... Like, when Joe lost it, I was right there with you, Joe. I was right there. Yeah, he actually... Joe said for the first time, after years of watching this stuff, he actually uh, threw up. For once, and I think I was sort of there with him during some of the special effects. Special effects tonight, basically. Come on, running up the arm—that was so freaky. Oh no, yeah, I it, was, it was a lot going on. I mean, they've been doing really good with their special effects this Always. season. Yeah, yeah, it's, this season. Uh, Armin VFX on Twitter. You can like follow, and he like shares a lot of cool stuff. But ugh, this one was, ugh, ugh. yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, so one of the <laughs> um, aspects was the Cisco and Gypsy relationship, the ongoing relationship. I I think I'm a little sad because I kind of made a prediction. A lot of you were right that um, I kind of thought that Cisco and Caitlin were going to do something, but it doesn't seem to be happening. They seem to be pushing full-fledged ahead with Cisco and Gypsy. Cynthia is here to stay. Cynthia, that's, we found out what her name was. So basically with this one, what happened was we got a nice little romantic vibe with them in the beginning. And then, um, you know, we were seeing that Cisco didn't know her name and we eventually found out her name, but then Breacher showed up. But I was like, hold up. Hold up. These two are dating and he doesn't know her real name. You were kind of old school with it. old school, (laughs) but I need to know your name if I'm dating you like your real name. 
Yeah. He did. He didn't know her name, but I think that kind of goes. You can't give me your street cred name or your rap name or your superhero. No, I need your real name. I think that kind of goes with the superhero verse. I think after a bit, and maybe in today's world, I don't know. No, 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 no. She. It's well, her name. Opposite. She goes by Gypsy. That's what she. You know, that's kind of embodies who she is. But you know, basically, they seem to be going in bliss. Everything was going great. They had a little snafu like two episodes ago, and they kind of came back, and things were all sexy and nice. And then, basically, I want to know, chat room. Like you guys are in here chatting it up right now. Tell me if you were dating someone superhero or not. Don't you want to know their actual given name? Well, yeah, I mean, that's why he asked for it, but she wasn't trying to give no, it. I think, I think it. also, well, it was also interesting because I think she sort of thought that he was going to say, I love you. That was the three words that she thought oh. he was going to say. And by the look on her face, I felt like she sort of felt like, was she going to be actually ready to say it back? <laughs> I'm so unromantic. That didn't even cross my you mind. You didn't see, that's, okay, so I'm the <laughs> shipper in the room, I feel like. But that's, I, I totally noticed that with them. You know, she was like, what three words? And Thank I think, you, Stormy Woods. She says she needs a real name. Yeah, well, she Holler does. She girl. definitely needs a real or name. Or a guy. Which, I don't know, it could be a guy. But Stormy Woods needs a real name. Yeah, I mean, you? but, you know, Gypsy thought, Cynthia thought that basically he was going to say, I love you. He didn't. He said, what's your name? And then, you know, it was a whole thing. She walks away and then we see the emergence of Breacher played by the awesome Danny Trejo. Yeah, he's he's just great. And he played this character he's too. He's always such a baddie. He I is. love him. No, the thing is, he actually tends to also play like um, comedic characters that are kind of the straight man in the yeah. sense of he never breaks like the character. But it's so funny because his delivery throughout this whole episode and kind of giving um, Cisco the one over as the father of Gypsy. Was hilarious. Terrifying, was really hilarious. Good. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I think that kind of showed the layers that even in, I guess, in the superhero verse that that Cisco was finally meeting the parents or one of the parents. What I love is how on point Flash is always on their um, pop culture references. The Predator reference. Yeah. When Harrison was like, you need to calm down and you don't need your magic because you're super smart. You need to set a trap. But then I want to know, like, that's so crazy that he literally gets him in that horse field thing that held reverse Flash. And within two seconds, he's like, I've got this knife. I'm yeah, out. he was sort of having, you know, one of the things that was really awesome. I mean, we didn't get to see too well. Harry was, you know, um, Harrison, sorry, was really. It, he's had so many names. <laughs> yeah, I know. I kind of got it. You got to Well, he he <laughs> was being used. Wells was being used in this particular plot, which you know, evidently was sort of the B plot of the episode by giving Cisco. Um, that kind of pep talk that he needed, that kind of father figure. And we've seen that throughout the seasons that, you know, Wells has always kind of been that father figure. Not that, last season. Not last season. Not last last season. season was, you know, a little weird. Cause last season, other. HR was a lost puppy. I loved him, though. I loved yeah, we still miss him. I still miss him, too. But, like, what we've seen with this relationship, and we've seen a reemergence of that with this particular episode, was with Wells giving Cisco that sort of pep talk, like, you got, you have to fight, you have to fight. You know, even though he didn't do much else in this episode, that was kind of a... I thought that was key there, that he was able to kind of give Cisco like that confidence. He wasn't going all out on actually catching him. He just wanted to see what he would come up with. Because this guy has dragged bounty hunters across, like, Earths and multi-dimensions and all this crazy stuff. I feel like he was kind of slow getting up to go follow him, too. I definitely feel like he just wanted to see what he was made of, and he wasn't actually trying to catch him. Yeah. But he has a lot of problems. Okay, first of all, Danny Trejo, Breacher, we got to talk, boo. You won't drink coffee because it gives you bad memories of your destroyed Earth? I, 
we need to put you in therapy because coffee is bae. Well, you know, the thing is he had a lot of flashbacks throughout the episode. That was what we saw later on, and we'll get to that with, you know, uh, Elongated Man, was that the idea of, you know, I guess a lot of stuff happened in the earth that he was from, you know, in terms of, you know, basically the war, the famine, and things of that nature. And we saw that throughout this episode where he was getting flashes of that of everything that he had been oh, through. Yeah. He, he obviously he had led a long life. man. Yeah. And I thought the, also the awesome part of this and the fact that we had, um, you know, Breacher in the episode was that we also got to see another side of Gypsy, which I think they've been doing a really good job so far this season. I mean, even though it's so early in the season. Incorporating her. Incorporating yeah, her more sure. and more. And we're seeing so many different, we saw a lot of different levels. We saw the daddy's girl this episode, which is like really bizarre because all last season she was like, Gypsy was a badass type, you know, and now she's like, daddy, can you just, you know, I really like Cisco, can you not? And she still, and but she still was able to, you know, keep her sort of hunterish vibe you know like no i'm gypsy don't call me that you know which well, i thought was her really daddy good. isn't exactly a bring you bows and kittens kind of papa either yeah i think you know and you know one of the things is that we're seeing that she's still very much still um part of doing her job you know even though she's gone with cisco <laughs> she's also seeing that we we're not we're not getting this thing with gypsy that i really like that even though she's with cisco that suddenly she's not a hunter anymore she's still very much doing the work with her father which we saw this episode as well which is really good um going into the chat ivan soto on there says earth 19 sounds like crap no wonder gypsy is on earth one <laughs> she, you, she visits he, a lot no when he said that line about coffee i was like nope i'm out i'm yeah. out if they've banned it because it gives bad memories i'm out i can't who lives on an earth without coffee I'm never going to let that go. It's going to be the season finale, and I'm going to be like, but Earth-19 doesn't drink coffee. Yeah. No, I, I mean, she, he ended up getting tea. And what was... And what, he ended up getting nothing. He ended up telling him... Well, he ended up you. saying that he was going to, like, hunt them. And then that sort of... That whole thing... And it was interesting because I sort of thought it was going to be sort of just the B-plot, but it, and then it started emerging into what we're getting into next, plot, yeah. which is the elongated man, or the quote-unquote villain of the week, which sort of kind of ended up not being the villain. Well, he's not a villain. He's actually a superhero, and he's part of the Justice League. And you know what? I don't know about you guys, but Elongated Man isn't really like one of those superheroes is at the forefront of your mind. So I had to go and research him. And I hopped on Wikipedia and Google. And more than finding anything out about him, we got to talk about Detroit. Did y'all know that there's a Justice League Detroit? Yeah. There's a few. Like, Well, I told you about it. But yeah. No. Like, what? Detroit... It's such a hot mess. They got their own Justice League. I'm I'm feeling for these people. Like, what is happening in your city? You know, Gotham, they have Batman. Yeah. You know, everybody has, like, the one, Metropolis. They get Superman. Detroit gets an entire league of superheroes to handle their business. Like, what? I, I need to look these comics up. Do you guys know about them? I want to know. Tell me. Yeah, tell there's us. so much. We there's so much it. history, and it, that's also one of been been a very cool thing so far with this season that we're getting interwoven within the season little pieces of comic book history because there's so many decades of it. So we got introduced to Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph, or in this case, Elongated <laughs> yeah. Ralph. Um, and, you know, our first intro to him was basically Barry and um, Joe trying to figure out the question of the bus. Because as we found out in the previous um, episode was that the metahumans came from the fact that Barry came into back into the world and what his whole thing caused this, you know, reaction that people on the bus were affected. And so they found out that Ralph was one of the people on the bus. So... 
then we get this kind of mystery of, you know, Barry having this really, you know, I don't know. I felt like they kind of made it seem like it was a very deep history, but it was kind of just a reference in terms of um, his history with Ralph, which was basically the question of Ralph being a dirty cop, which was explored this episode. But I'm going to defend Ralph because I feel like he wasn't actually a dirty cop. He was just using any means necessary to put the right person behind bars. Yeah. And I think that's what they that and that was very interesting because they started to explore that um, Barry once again, because we, it it was brought up before because, you know, the situation with this one was that fact that, you know, they working a case and, you know, uh, Ralph basically planted a knife on who he thought was the real killer of the woman, which was the husband. And, you know, Barry kind of exposed him. And I felt at first, initially when Barry felt like, you know, Ralph was a dirty cop, his whole idea. And I think Barry was getting flashes back to, um, you know, the question with his uh, mother, where his father was framed and basically sent to jail for a murder he didn't commit. And I think Barry kind of thought that the same thing, that Ralph was about to do the same thing to another man. And, but then later on, it was explored where, you know, the question, which was referenced before, of how Barry and them also put metahumans into prison without any trials, where they figure, you know, it's the best thing to do. And this was referenced in other seasons, but it was brought back up this season of, you know, how they seek justice. And but it it's was, ironic because yeah. in a way it's a 180 of what happened. In Barry's father's case, an innocent man went to jail for a crime he didn't commit. But in Ralph's like mystery man case, a guilty man went free for a murder he did commit because they didn't have circumstantial evidence. Yeah. I think in in initially though, what Barry was feeling, since Barry, you know, didn't realize that maybe Ralph, you know, felt was felt like that the guy really was guilty. He was just trying to get a conviction that he felt that it was like, this is going to be the same thing that happened to my father. And I think Barry really took that to heart so much so that maybe he was overreacting a little bit to, um, you know, Ralph basically lost his career. He lost his, you know, his uh, pension plan, as he explained. He lost a lot of things. I felt for him. I'm like Team Ralph. He He's kind of rude. But I felt for him. Like, you shouldn't have to lose your entire life over something like that. And Barry was new. And if you remember back to, like, the first season of The Flash, he was so much more of a Boy Scout back then. And he's definitely, like, changed a lot throughout the seasons. Like, Barry season one and Barry season four are two very different Barrys. Yeah, I think what we're seeing is, you know, and they're bringing up this theme of what you do to get justice. What it means to actually go for something. And we saw that with... Um, Ralph, where, you know, at first, I mean, just to say, um, with his character's introduction, I was like, okay, this guy is sleazy, and maybe he's going to be total comic relief the whole time, so this may be kind of a throwaway kind of character in the sense of the way he's being played, but we no, saw no, no, this character growth. actually yeah. talked about wanting to bring Elongated Man in for a long time, and they kept thinking, like, oh, maybe we'll just do one episode, but they really like the character, so they decided this season was a good time to bring him in. He's actually going to have, like, a recurring arc. Yeah, and we saw that, you know, as, you know, we saw towards the end of the episode where Barry was bringing him in. But in the beginning, it was this sense of maybe this is going to be, like, a if you don't know, you know, like, the reference or whatever, you might think, like, this may be a one-off character. Or maybe they're just kind of using him to come in and come out. And we saw that, you know, he was a character that really went through... He was mentioned, I think, in season one that he, like, fell off the radar or something Mm -hmm. like that. And then he kind of came back around this season in physical form where, you know, we saw that moment in Star Labs where Barry and Ralph were going at it, where Ralph got really serious. Like, he had been kind of comedic relief for most of, you know, not comedic relief, but in the sense of, like, cracking jokes. And he got really serious. He's like, I lost my life. 
because of you. You know? He did. And, Absolutely. I felt for him. Yeah, and I thought it was really... I thought in that moment it was a really great shift to see that this character has some depth to them and that we will probably see a little bit more of that explored, which is very interesting the way that went about in the sense of, you know, for one... You know, now Barry is saying that he's going to train him to be a detective. So I kind of wonder, is this guy to got? Well, yeah, I kind of thought about that too because I was like, wait, why is he training him? Because wasn't he a detective longer than Barry? And Barry was new when he yeah. joined the force. And I was like, that's kind of presumptuous. But I totally see where he's going on the training him for the superpowers for sure. Yeah. And he's kind of been off the grid for five years, too. Like, kind of doing, like, you know, little... Investigative. Investigative like, type things. And now it's like, well, now you're going to be a superhero. So what kind of super... And now we're going to see... I guess we saw a new addition to Team yeah. Flash. Which is kind of, you know, we... I think I think there's an ongoing thing where every season we get one new person to Team Flash. And they don't last till the next season. I, I kind of feel like that's been the thing. Like, people... They're like the oh, red shirt. definitely going <laughs> to Star Trek. Totally the red shirt. <laughs> But I also feel like he'll be like a cool addition just for the season, if even if he's not there for the entire season, because Elongated Man has some cool powers. Like in addition to his flexibility, he's also like more durable. He's a chemist. He's a trained detective. I feel like it'd be cool to see him um, interact with Harrison. Oh my gosh, he's so snarky, and we didn't really get to see him with Harrison yeah. this episode. So going forward, I'm really excited to see those. Yeah, there two, were a like, lot of off. great little like quips between them, even with him and Caitlin. Which you know, once again, my shipper and me, I'm kind of like, is this going to be her new guy? Oh, but no, <laughs> I don't want no. that this time. I don't want this time. And yeah, she needs to figure out her whole yeah. like. Killer Frost exactly. and her like but, gang. So she's like a gang member now. Yeah. She needs to figure and there that was, out. But there was, it was a nice dynamic he was already having. And it was also interesting because, you know, that was the thing with Caitlyn. And, you know, we'll go a bit more into her, you know, her what happened with her at the end of the episode. But how she was kind of vouching for him against Barry. You know, Barry was like, he, you know, uh, good people don't destroy people's lives and call it noble. And Caitlyn, you know, because we've seen little glimpses of her dealing with Killer Frost, she was like, you know... This he's going through the same thing you and I went through, Barry. How can you just totally. kind of shuck him out? He has it. You have to give people a second chance. You know, no, and Barry I was, like, was very clear. Her right there yeah, there. it was. was like, it was yes, a very girl, nice moment. Speak up. Tell him like he was kind of living on a high horse for a minute. Yeah, and it it was very interesting because we saw with these, like I said, with Wells and also with Caitlin this episode, they didn't have like a whole plot to themselves, but they each in their own way contributed to this episode. As did Iris. You know, we got to give. Sure. I mean, we actually saw. Um, a new, she was part of a new kind of display of Barry's powers. Um, what was that? <laughs> that oh my was, goodness. He literally, I know he does it in the comics and I've seen him do it in the animated yeah, series, but it's the, the first phaser, time yeah. they ever did it on the TV show. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, and we time. saw, and the producers told us that this awesome. season we would see some new um, displays of Barry's powers. And I think this episode showed a very cool aspect of that where the bomb was in Ralph's that was office awesome. and he phases Iris and him through the through the um through the floor. And it was so cool because when they came back from I love commercial that it comes break, back and it cuts to her and so that's what it feels like too. <laughs> and I was like I wanted to be at the beginning of and that. And was looking at her like, <laughs> like oh, oh okay, okay girl. You live with like, that experience. Yeah it's like that's need, the everyday that life, in my life. You know and that was very cool because also you know and this showed with the even though once again Wes Allen have like a very large um, aspect to this episode that there are still things that Iris doesn't know about Barry sure. and the in the wondering like what went on with well, we you and 
around. He's a brand new Barry this season in a lot of ways, too. Like, his powers have changed. He's faster. He's stronger. We just saw him phase through the floor. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see what other flash abilities they bring into this season. Because we're only four episodes in. Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of episodes to go. And we're already seeing, once again, like the producers were saying, that we're seeing hearkening back to Barry season one. And also a cool tidbit that happened in this episode in the beginning where they were trying to figure out and talking to Ralph was when they went into um, Barry's office. And that the board that always, for like Mm -hmm. so many seasons, had his mother's um, unsolved case up there. Like, everything about his mother's case. And Joe notices. He's like, oh, your mom's case isn't up there yeah. yet. And Barry casually says, he was like, you know, well, that, you know, case was solved. These aren't. And I think that was a very subtle reference to the fact of Barry moving on finally from, you know, this kind of aspect of his life that he had been hung up on so much this, you know, since he's the beginning. He's finally made peace with it. Yeah. He has, like, well and truly moved past that. And he's, like, ready to open up this new chapter as the Flash. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know... Oh, so- he can always also fall back on cat burgling. That, too, because he <laughs> broke into the it. office, just, like, shook the thing. I was like, that comes in handy. It was, like, part one of <laughs> vibrating through the floor was, like, just vibrate this door handle off yeah. and we'll just walk right on in. Yeah, like, we're what? seeing, like, all little t- types of tidbits in terms of, like, how he's doing his power. So that'll be interesting to see more of that as it goes on. So with Ralph, what we found out is that all roads led actually back to, well, one of the roads led back to the mayor, yeah. Mary, Mayor Bellows, who mm-hmm. in the beginning, you know, politician. Um, I thought it was interesting where, you know, I thought it was going to be a little bit of a bigger reveal in the sense of maybe it wasn't just some idea of a affair with his well, wife. Well, I felt like they were having a very Gotham moment, the way they handled it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the way it was, like, very Batman-esque in the sense that, like, here's this detective. He finds out this dirt, and he's trying to, um, you know, get money from him. That's a lot of uh, shtick that you see in, like, the Batman uh, series and then uh, it turns out the guy sends these hitmen after the whole team and so then they go and save him only to find out that he's connected to the big bad. Yeah, exactly. And well, was was Mary Mary Bellows the one connected to the big bad necessarily? Well, the person who asked him to, to look, investigate the, him the person who asked Ralph the big bad. The, yeah, exactly. Which that was a great reveal because now it's all connected who DeVoe is and it totally makes sense while they're working on that project. That future Flash told this Flash. Yeah. You know, Savitar, however you want to name him. Yeah. Um, But even before we get to that, it was the... My my question with the mayor was that he wanted to kill Joe and Barry because they found out about the photos of the wife, which was weird to me because it was like, he. they just said they'd help you kind of not have that happen. So why still want to kill them and the guy? Wait, that's what threw me off. You know the part where he's like, the mayor walks out, he's like, thank you, Joe. And he's like, well, kill them both, get the pictures and kill him. Well, no, and I'm like, that's now, why I thought it was more than just the dirty, wife thing. But people now know his dirty secret. It probably is more than the wife thing, which is why I am, you know, putting out there, maybe the reason DeVoe called is because the mayor is involved with the thinker, but that's, he only knows him yeah. as the thinker. Exactly. So I'm picking up what you're putting out. Yeah. But I think that there's more of an interconnection than just a random, like, oh, this random mayor go And I'm just really him. evil, so I just Are you what, guys buying that? Do you think that yeah. there's more to the story that you're not seeing? Yeah, I feel Let like there has the to chat. be, because I'm like, he walked out and he totally did a 180, and suddenly he wants to kill everyone who knows about him and his wife's affair. I'm like, uh, the affair on his wife. I'm like, eh, that doesn't, there has to be something a little bit deeper. And suddenly the mayor, like you said, had kind of Gotham feels to it of being a lot 
more sinister. So it was like, what is this about? It can't just be about an affair. Like this guy was a politician. He literally abducted Joe. There's definitely right? more. Right? It's like to where was he gonna go? All because of wife. an affair. That's why I was saying. I'm like, okay, there has to be something a bit more. Okay. To that. And speaking of Joe, we gotta talk about the Joe Glow. Yeah. You guys, that is not a thing. Like men don't <laughs> just start glowing when their wives get pregnant. Cute. Yeah, it was but it's whole, not real. Okay, because you looked it up. You I looked it out. up. I literally, we had a discussion while we were watching it, and she's like, no, guys get, and I'm like, mm-mm, I don't believe this. And I said, I okay, in my defense, I said, well, guys do usually get, like, uh You said they gain weight. weight. Yeah, yeah, and every, well, throughout the episode, we saw that. They were, like, saying, hey, Joe, you're glowing. And also, that was also interesting, because what I mean, was I happening. I mean, I glowing from happiness. Yeah, glowing from happiness. But, but traditionally... Joe wasn't necessarily displaying any kind of happiness either, you know, because what we had saw last episode was that it was revealed that he was you know, in shock. That it was, you know, pregnant, but he obviously hadn't told anyone yet. So everyone's saying, "Hey, you're going. What's that about?" He's like, "No, nothing's going on," you know. And then suddenly, Ooh, I want to interrupt because Nate Milton brought up a really good prediction. He okay. says, "I feel like they're planting the seeds for Mayor Joe West next season." I he agree. did say that. He did say the idea of, um, you know, Barry was like, "Do you want to run?" And it's so interesting because. Joe, when the cameras came to him, he was like, uh, yeah, I'll do that. Like, he had kind of had, like, a stage fright going on. So, I mean, and that would be a very interesting aspect. Him, you know, an evolution of his character on the show itself, of him doing something like that. And so, okay, so we went... happen in the comics as well. Yeah, exactly. But, like, them and they doing do that with the show. And they do kind of, like, join in with some of the comic aspects. Yeah. I mean, there's references and things of that nature, um... And, uh, yeah, so it was, it was, you know, one of those things in terms of, like, just what they were, um, you know, talking about. So, once again, we're seeing these little seeds here and there, which is really interesting. And so, but with the mayor, what we're noticing, um, what was revealed when Barry goes to Ralph and is like, okay, you can be, he doesn't necessarily say, you know, you're t- part of Team Flash, but he's totally part of Team Flash now. He's, maybe, be, he may be a red shirt of Team Flash for a little bit, but he's asked, you know, who told you about it? And then we hear DeVoe, you know, and then we get the references, the flashbacks of, you know, his great enemies, and we see that it's DeVoe. And so, once again, because one of the things I was wondering throughout, I was like, okay, if the whole thing with the mayor is just something about an affair, is this even going to lead to the big bad? Which they've been doing a very good job of so far this season of, even if it's not obvious, things do lead back to the big bad of the season. And I think they did that as well. But the question is, why would DeVoe um, reach out to Elongated Man to do that? Well, he knows who all the metas are. He's yeah. keeping track of them, and he has a little game for them all to play. They're all his chess pieces. So then it, it begs the question of, if every time we deal with the meta, that it ends up right where DeVoe, a.k.a. the thinker, wants them to be, does that mean Elongated Man joining Team Flash is exactly what... He's already got his little samurai helmet in there watching what they're doing. Yeah. And like I said, I think there's more to it than these people just getting hit with the backlash of Barry coming out of the Speed Force. I think that he went in there and he messed with their minds because going back to Thinker, one of his powers is the power of mind control and telepathy. And I still think that he somehow, you know, subconsciously for, for the people... Um, they're unconscious to it, but he is actually controlling what they're doing or putting the idea in their mind of something that they should do. So you think maybe that like for the first episode might be a sort of plant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
And maybe I like get, him. I hope he doesn't like go evil or something like no, that. No, I don't. I don't think he will. But I, I think maybe he'll be the one to realize that he's like doing things or not remembering certain things that he's doing, or that something's off. And he might be the one to actually like tip off Team Flash that like, hey, something's actually up with the metas. Because if we go back to the first episode, remember that guy had that whole vengeance against his team from like yeah. the Silicon Valley types. Mm-hmm. Well, what I think happened is that he had this grudge. He was holding it in all this time. But who's to say the thinker didn't put the idea in his head like, you have these powers now. You could just get rid of them. You could kill them. And then he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm angry. And then he went and he did that. That's what I'm saying. I think that that's how he's utilizing his power at the moment to kind of like push all the chess pieces where he wants. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let us know because I want to know. Yeah, I think also with Elongated Man, it's it's one of those things as we we're seeing this build up where at and at the end of each episode, it's sort of like, well, everything happened, even when and it's it's sort of a, a it's a bittersweet victory every time knowing the audience for us to know that every time, you know, we think, Oh, the Flash just won, that's great. He just beat this meta, or he just, you know, in this episode in particular, like convinced Ralph to like, you know, join team flash and, you know, he wasn't a dirty cop. He made a new friend. And in a way it's like, Oh, actually this is sort this is also once again, exactly what DeVoe wanted. So it's one of those things where it's like, is everything playing into his hand? And I think we're going to see that as it goes, even when, you know, in this episode, it was a bit lighter. Um, well, the whole season so far has been a bit lighter, but even then, that there's it's building up to something a bit more sinister in that way. Even though we got a great new character with uh, introduced to the show itself, which was Elongated Man with it, and then we also got the Joe Glow, and that's why that song was in the beginning because that was such a cute scene. It was I a thought. cute scene. Everyone was really happy. But again. There's no glow, and don't guys give out cigars after they have the baby, not before. And that's well, like you a know, very Team Flash was celebrating, thing. so that was that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and so and then what we saw with um, Caitlin towards the end, which was oh, totally sets us up for predictions, a hundred percent, because she has to deal with all the bad decisions she made after she left. Well, we saw um, when she was walking towards the. Um, when she was walking towards the door, which was basically, um, we miss you, come back. Which, you know, yeah, we saw from, from the first... underground, like, evil gang. Yeah, you know, there was, a, there was a hint towards that in the first episode. In this episode, once again, Caitlyn didn't get to do a lot this episode. Um, I think the focus was a bit much more on, like, Cisco, uh, a little bit of Gypsy, Barry. But they, they got her in there, they got yeah. and like, she got, okay. and, and that's also something that seems to be building up with this particular um, well, season. We're is, definitely going to see more of it next week. Yeah, and I think, you know, what was nice was that in this episode, in particular, we got references throughout of, you know, like her talking to Barry saying, you know, hey, you know, with Ralph, it's like, I got a second chance. And she's still, and that's something she's still actually dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. And we saw that, not necessarily in a kind of, um, you know, um, melancholy sort of way this time. It was more of a proactive, like, I'm going to give this guy a chance. But we saw that with this final scene that her ghost in lack of a, you know, because it's Halloween, her ghosts were um, kind of following her still, even though she's not letting the rest of the team know so far. So that kind of set up for this idea that there's this secret going on with Caitlyn. Sure. I definitely thought that Caitlyn and Iris both made really good points to bury this episode in particular to get off his high horse and to empathize again with people. Because yeah. he's jumping on that high horse again. Last Last season, he was not on a high horse at all. He was all like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to set everything right. I'm going to make it better. And this season, none of that's on him. And I feel like he's come back with all these different um, abilities that I'm really excited to see. But he's also kind of sitting pretty on this moral high ground 
which he's made a lot of bad decisions and he's gotten a lot of second chances from a lot of people that believed in him and he needs to pay that forward. Yeah, and I think we're seeing in in this particular episode, once again, where, you know, for Barry, it's not necessarily his inner turmoil that's going on, but more on this idea of, okay, I've moved on. I'm dealing with life as the Flash. And now the rest of the Flash team is also, you know, still adjusting, still dealing with their things trying to. Exactly. And we saw that this episode. They're also trying to live their lives, but they're still having these little hangups here and there for you know um with what's going on so yeah okay so segue <laughs> da, 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 into news and gossip because i want to talk about that <laughs> okay so basically um first and foremost in talking about costumes and suits i you know wanted to talk about the idea that season four flashes um we saw that with his new um, newish suit that it could have gone a totally different way as Andy Poon, who is a designer behind the scenes of a lot of CW shows, revealed over the weekend um, in his original concept of uh, what the Flash's upgraded suit would have looked like this season. So um, from Andy Poon's um, Instagram, we see that it's very much like way bulkier and you know what uh, Poon explained was that they originally went back to the more iconic Um, and true to the comic book version of the suit. Um, But fans uh, will notice that the concept art looks eerily similar to Ezra Miller's version um, that we're seeing in the upcoming Justice League movie. So we see that his suit could have been a lot different. I'm still hoping for a Barry... Our our Barry Grant Gustin cameo in that movie. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. I would love to see it just in the Speed Force, just a quick I'm, flyby. I'm actually happy that that did not end up being because I'm just gonna tell y'all I do not like the Justice League's uh, suit that they have for the Flash. I think oh, it I looks it. really bulky, so I'm kind of glad that they stuck with the more iconic comic book. Um, thing um, when it came to uh, Barry's suit See, this season. I'm going to politely disagree. I think all the Justice League outfits are on point. Okay, Those agree to disagree like, on the costumes. We agreed to disagree on these costumes. I'm dressed <laughs> Probably, up. Sure. Okay, and so <laughs> um, in other news, we got our first reveal of Battlestar Galactica's Katie uh, Sackhoff's um, look when it comes to being the new villain of Amunit. Um, also AKA, known as Blacksmith. Also known as Blacksmith. We uh, saw some uh, recently revealed uh, pictures uh, from her. We know that she's playing Amunit Black, a.k.a. Blacksmith. And that, you know, her history, actually, even though for those of you who, you know, may not know the comics, it does go back when it comes through. Um, so far uh, through the show, we know that she's a crime boss. We just talked about the question with Caitlin, Killer Frost, and she used to, who Killer Frost used to work for her before going back to Team Flash in the beginning of the season. Yet, Blacksmith is isn't from thin air, you know. She has a long history um, when it comes to the comic book. So we're we're seeing like you know this is her first look, and there's a um, a second look that she has, um, you know, just kind of you know she's feeling herself in these video in these um, pictures. And you know, fans may have a little bit of a different what we what I've seen online is fans are these you are know, such cool photos of her. They're very cool. The thing is, some fans are saying that it's not ex- exactly as true to Amunet as it could be. You know, um, and just, uh, you know, photos to compare um, to her comic book counterpart um, that we've seen in uh, before when it comes to the comic books, which is, is very different from uh, who, who she was. You know, there's uh, the one where she's like in all blue 
as blacksmith and then there's another one where she um, has uh, like the black hair, the black flowing hair. And in this, they seem to have let Katie keep the um, the blonde and basically also kind of have this whole black. Honestly, this design really reminds me of Black Siren. Yeah. It's very similar. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it doesn't, it's not dazzling. I get it. You know, they probably don't want to make her look like ridiculous in comparison to what her comic book versions may translate to. But, um, you know, I think, I think it's fine. I mean, she's a crime boss. She has to look cool. I mean, I've got some serious predictions for Blacksmith, so I'm excited to, like, share that later. Yeah. I think she's going to be a really juicy character, and she's a great actress. She does come from Battlestar Galactica. She does. Starbucks. She's really fun. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm excited to see what she brings to Team Flash. Yeah. And she, I mean, with Starbucks, she took on a character that was a, that used to be, you know, a guy, and she totally made it this kick-ass, like, woman. So I think she's going to be just, it's always great when you get these strong women and we're oh, seeing like a glimpse. a great comic yeah, shot of her. exactly. So that's um, her in comparison. So I, I kind of wish they could have been able to do that. The blue hair would have been so <laughs> Yeah, legit. that's what I'm saying. Like it could have been like, man, she could have been like just like stand out-ish. You know, now it seems like she's going to be kind of slicking. Like look, like the total blue. Like looks like she might be kind of slicking in the background a little bit. That's a little mystique looking crazy. Right? right, I know. There. So... Um, yeah, so that's uh, some comparison shots. And, you know, let us know what y'all think if you think that maybe it's better. I mean, when it comes to the translation onto live action, sometimes it's better for less is more in terms of not being as, like, purples and bright blues and stuff. But I, I like it when they bring the realism back into the real world that we live in and, like, tape it from that point of view. Yeah, exactly. The comics kind of exist on their own plane, just like the TV and the movie yeah. do, because I, I kind of like that they just bring in aspects and they play with it because then you're always surprised. You don't know what they're going to pick or what they're going to do. And we get to see more of Katie when it comes to this. She's going to be able to not have yeah. to rely on the get-up of the suit, so we'll probably see a lot more the of her, of the great so acting. Cool. The blue hair would have been awesome, though. <laughs> they should have done the blue hair. But, okay, that's fine. And, you know, since hey, it's we're, Halloween... We're team blue hair. Yeah, we're team blue hair right here. And since it's Halloween, here's a pick of Violet Bean, a.k.a. Jesse Quick. Um, As Princess Mononoke. Yes, uh, one yes. of her costumes. Um, she revealed it on her Instagram. I just thought it'd be kind of cute to kind of throw in there. And I didn't get to do in time, but like Candace is also a bunny. <laughs> Candace Bayon is also um, a bunny this uh, this uh, this Halloween season. Um, for, and from what we've seen so far, you know, I, just to kind of throw this in, it may be a, the last time for a while we actually see Violet um, suit up since, you know, Jesse Quick kind of broke Wally's heart via cube <laughs> the last season so this may be a t- the uh be another while before we actually see her in a i love costume. her on the flash i hope yeah. that we get to see her again i mean harrison's there at least show up for an episode to like yeah. give your dad some more gray hair We'll see. Yeah, and finally, a shout out to Stevenson Johnson, a Flash Flash fan and artist. Many of you have seen his work on Twitter. Stevenson sent the Flash panel, us and Tiana and Drew, something in honor of Halloween. He drew us as speedsters. I love it. I love that I'm speedy (laughs) because I always stick up for her. Yeah, I, I love that he actually got that little thing I usually wear in my hair, too. That's how I identified <laughs> I was like, this He's is so good. Did you also grab the other photo? The yeah, definitely. Um, you can see his other cool drawings, such as the um, next one, like this one on the Flash of of the Flash, Caitlin and Cisco by um, Stevenson at his Twitter on um, at Stevenson Johns one. Yeah. So um, you can catch some of his uh, art when it comes to the Flash. 
And yeah, we just wanted to give a shout out to Stevenson because I think it's always cool when, you know, getting, I didn't get the speedster outfit this season, but it was kind of nice to see myself. The Flash fam is just so involved. Like, I love so being a DC fan and also, like, interacting with other DC fans because everybody knows so much. Yeah. And just having, like, one conversation and learn so much about the characters, and they all kind of have, like, their different niche. And I, I love that he draws all these characters. Um, Green Arrow's retweeted, it, retweeted him. Uh, yeah. Stephen Amell, you know, all of them have retweeted him. They love his work. I love his work. I think he's done a great job. And he's come a long way. He used to send art way back in the day and he would do it like all hand drawn with markers and now he's like into computer yeah and this is like the epic laser fight that they lost i'm obsessed (laughs) with it yeah it's just it's really cool and just shows the power of fandom especially with the flash and particularly with the flash and how passionate you all are and he does all the characters too he doesn't just do um flash he's like a big dc fan overall so you can literally like find your favorite character on his twitter yeah okay so Now that we've gotten that news and gossip out of the way, I think it's time in honor of Halloween, but we do this every week anyway, where we play into our psychic ghostly abilities and make (laughs) some predictions. See, it actually works now for Halloween. (laughs) Okay, so with the flash, we saw the question of Caitlin coming up. DeVoe got mentioned. Um, Barry is over the whole thing with his mom, but he's still kind of on his high horse. What do you think is going to happen? All right. Well, no evil villain crime boss likes to let their people go. So a reckoning is definitely on its way for Caitlyn. But bigger than that, I think that Blacksmith being this like underground supervillain crime boss is actually going to get utilized by the thinker, a.k.a. DeVoe, to help him put together a team of supervillains and metas to go against the Flash. You thought this through. Yeah, I really thought it's like in my notes right here from like earlier. I was like, super villains, market of them. Yeah, no, this is definitely what's going to happen. And I think that she's going to play into the greater scheme of the big bad. Hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, what we're seeing with the little, I think it's like a chess piece that's been going on. And I think what we're seeing, because we got a lot of episodes this season, you know, where each thing is getting kind of placed into even things that we don't think are super important, they're getting placed in there. We're going to see how that plays out. So I think with Caitlyn in particular, the whole thing with Amunet's going to come back. And, and what is her, you know, connection to that? We're seeing with the preview for next episode with the Bachelorette party, which looks amazing and fun Felicity's going to be um making an appearance there that um basically Caitlyn's uh thing with Amunet kind of comes the henchman kind of comes and like uh crashes the party so I think it's going to actually be revealed you know the question of Amunet in the immediate sense in terms of DeVoe I'm I'm just really intrigued because I don't know what's actually going to happen I agree with you about the immediate reveal, but I think that long game, she's going to come back and she's going to help DeVoe execute his plan. So you think Caitlyn's going to go evil? No, no. Blacksmith. Oh, Blacksmith. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. I, I think that things are about to hit the fan for Caitlyn right today, yesterday. I think she's got to deal <laughs> with the Killer Frost thing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually happy we haven't had too much of an emphasis on that se- this season so far because I was a little over it last season, the whole... 
I go evil when I turn thing because I don't I didn't really get the DNA of that but you know I'm glad that she's kind of getting under wraps so now it's more of an external issue with her not so much like as a killer frost I'm like really conflicted it's more like I got involved with this gang I don't know what to do now as opposed to there's a conflict with me as killer frost which I thought was a great evolution of this storyline I wonder if she'll resolve it for herself in a way yeah or if Barry's gonna help her I really hope that she gets out of it herself yeah. You need some more girl power there, Caitlin. You yeah. got this, girl. And hopefully, you know, um, Iris will help in that. And I think one of the things we also were talking and Felicity, about. Because Felicity is going to be in this episode. Yeah, Felicity is going to be there. Characters. And I think we're seeing also with the connection of what you were saying earlier about how it being about the 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 question of not Barry's internal conflict, but the team's internal conflict in terms of how these metahumans are getting started. So we may, I feel like we're going to see more of that, where it's like they're going to have to deal with the fact that them wanting to bring Barry back so badly is going to have this effect it had on so many other people and so many other lives that may have been ruined. And I think the weight of that, I'm predicting that it may like get to some of them, although I'm reading that maybe it not, might not get to some as much as it get to others, which may also cause conflict, which will be interesting to see the dynamic of Team Flash. Because at the end of the day, I do still think that the heart of the show are the relationships. So it's all about the superpower. And the relationships. <laughs> Gotta have love. We don't have enough of it. <laughs> and no, we have so much of it in the flash. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so that's the time we have for today's episode. And we would love to hear from all of you. Let us know in the chat. Thanks so much for all of you that joined with us today. Once again, you can find me, Chauncey K, on Twitter at Miss Chauncey KR at Twitter and... You can find me on Instagram at LenaBean113 or on Twitter at Carolina Benetti. Thanks for tuning in. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.